Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. Well, um, good morning. Um, it is the weekend after the big conference. and uh, So it, it's not just a, a tough Monday morning getting back into the swing of life. It's, it's a Monday morning after the Reformation Boise Conference. The uh, highlight of uh, the year. It is. And, and, and you might think, well, that's just hyperbole. Um, it's just Josh and I in the studio this morning. And, and for both of us, that, that is not the case. This is one of the, of the times of the year that we both looked forward to some of the most um, yeah. throughout the, the year. Um, we worship together on Sunday as, as congregations, um, which is just a delight um, for us. And um, so it's not only that we, we get to sit under the preaching of, of one of the speakers, it's, it's the joy that we have as congregations coming together. We've developed a good relationship as, as churches over the years. And so that it's just a, a, a wonder, wonderful weekend um, capped off with, with spending time together in, in God's house on, on his day. Um, so this is a tough day for us. Yeah. It, uh, the, we have experienced a, a spiritual high, yeah. and now we're back to the, the, the daily grind of ordinary ministry, which is glorious. Yeah. Just glorious in a different way. Yes, it is. Yeah, and you know the Scripture talks about those mountaintop experiences. In fact, I've read blogs where, um, putting aside the conference for a moment, that Monday mornings are, are some of the most depressing mornings for ministers in general because of this very phenomenon. You, you, you go to the house of God with the people of God, you speak the word of God, and there's this, you know, I mean, there's an, a, a powerful move of the Spirit oftentimes on Sunday mornings through the singing, through the praying, through the taking of Lord's Supper, through the singing of baptism, and then you come back down and 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 not only physiologically do you, do you feel your levels coming down but spiritually um and fortunately the scripture addresses moments just like this doesn't it mm-hmm. so from the old testament you have the experience of elijah in first kings 18 um i think most people are just familiar with the story of that incredible confrontation between elijah and the prophets of baal and um God demonstrating that he is the God alone and, and this incredible moment where God then says, I'm going to send rain. It's been, there's been this drought for years and um, Elijah runs ahead of, of the chariot of, of Ahab. And then, and this was after he just, you know, had that huge demonstration of fire coming down from heaven and they killed all the prophets of Baal. So this Baal, this looked like, massive victory in Israel. I mean, this looked like things are going to change. I mean, we're on the precipice of national revival and then thud. Yeah, he gets threatened by Jezebel and he 
runs away and um, comes before God and says, I, I wish I was dead. Um, I'm the only one left. I'm the only one left. Um, basically despairing of his own life, but despairing of any type of spiritual life in, in Israel. And, and it's, you look at it and you read it and you say, this doesn't, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. He just literally witnessed God um, display of his, his glory and his power. Um, he gets, he got to see something that most people would never get to see and experience. And you would think, Based upon that reality, he can live off that experience the rest of his life. Yes, I mean that would be. Hey, remember that, and then every time he could just be back on top of the mountain. And um, I think that that there are several lessons there, but but one of them is that look how finite and creaturely we are. It doesn't matter what experience that we have; experience itself is not enough to live uh, the day-to-day life that God calls us to live. If you if you look at the story, what Elijah does, um, well, well, actually, it's, it's what God does. God sends the angel and he says, arise and eat. And then he sends them, he sends him to um, the covenant mountain where God first gave Moses the law. And essentially, what what God, by His tenderness and, and loving um, mercies, are doing is saying, you know, this is how I would preach it in terms of an application: is is Elijah, what you need constantly is is me. Um, the mountaintop experience, as wonderful as it is, will not sustain your life. What you need is constant communion with me. Mm-hmm. There's a kind of a New Testament equivalent to this. You you have the transfiguration of Jesus Christ that Peter, James, and John get to see Elijah and Moses coming down and um, communicating with with Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ for a moment the veil of of his divinity is is lifted so that that the disciples get to see the glory um, of of Jesus in in ways that they hadn't hadn't seen. Um, Peter will write about this later on, but um, this is in Luke chapter 9. That's in the other Gospels. But the next day after that, you you have the disciples on the road arguing about who's the greatest mm-hmm. and James and John wanting to call fire down from heaven yeah. to destroy a Samaritan village. Yeah, It's that idea of, wait, did you forget what you just experienced? Did you forget what you've just seen? And doesn't that have any connection to life? Yeah. And the reason why we're talking about all of this is that, A, we hope you were at the, the conference. B, we hope that you were absolutely blessed by the teaching um, from the conference, that you were able to enjoy the, the time of fellowship with other believers in the valley. You were able to, to enjoy the 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 opportunity to sing with with so many other people that you were able to to get incredible resources that can help you in your Christian life. But we want to be there for you yeah. on, on the backside of, okay, now I'm feeling let down. I yeah. feel like, oh, maybe some of you went to churches after that and you thought, oh, this, this wasn't exactly what I was 
wanting. Well, part what of a the, let what a letdown from from yeah. what I heard or what I I was able to experience with so many other people. Yeah. Well, part of the the reason why God gives us those mountaintop experiences, both in the case of Elijah and in the the Transfiguration is so that we know how to do life when we're back in the valley again. Mm-hmm. Um, the experience isn't for the experience sake. The experience is to teach us that the God of the mountains is the God of the valleys. Mm-hmm. And um, and so Elijah, when he, when he saw the fire fall down from heaven, when he saw God answer the prayer of rain, um, he should have brought that into the, the valley and say, okay, if God was able to do that there, then certainly in this instance where Jezebel's trying to kill me, it's certainly in this instance where I'm despairing in my heart, God is able to meet me and speak with me here. There's a saying that says, remember in the, in the dark what you learned in the light. And our hope and desire is that being at the conference, you learned so much mm-hmm. in the light that you continue to carry that with you. Um, see, what happens is when we try to live based upon experiences alone, mm-hmm. that they'll, they won't last. Yeah. Um, it, it is exactly what it says. It's an experience. Yeah. Um, and experiences. And we love experiences. Yeah, but they're not sustainable. Right. But what we want is that you get beyond the experience and get to the heart of the experience, which is the content of who God is and the the content of how he's revealed himself in his word, that each experience isn't for itself, it's for what's behind it. And so what you need to keep reminding yourself is God doesn't change, um, even though our experiences of Him might. He doesn't. Yeah, He's still the same consistent um, God that He was before, before and after, and and however else you want to you know talk about going through life. And so, what we need is to be grounded in the truths of God's Word. Yes. So that when we have the ebb and flow of life, and we're going to have the ebb and flow of life, yeah. that what we find to be constant, what we find to be underneath of all of that is the character of God. Yeah. You know, those mountaintop experiences, one of the, the reasons why they, they're so glorious is because there's a sense in which our faith is, is coming alive in fresh and new ways, um, where as we see... God move as we experience um, his sanctifying power, there's a sense in which our faith is growing. You know, the scripture says from one degree of glory to another. Well, that same type of, you know, experience in in air quotes, that same type of experience is available the other six days. How do I know that? Well, because the word of God says in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. What makes the mountaintop experience so great is that um, your faith grows because you, the living word of God has infiltrated and invaded your soul and your soul feels life. Well, you know, it, it might not be to the same degree of glory during the other six days or in, when you're in the valley, but you can experience it. You can absolutely experience it. Um, 
by going to the going to the word, reading the word, praying the word. Um, I, I have this uh, daily prayer book right now, um, and it's very ordinary. Um, it's morning and evening prayers by this guy named John Stoughton in the in the 19th century. And one of the things that have, has impacted me so much from this book is that literally he's taking the words of Scripture and forming them, weaving them into a prayer. He's not citing addresses or anything like that, but it it is so powerful. And so there's a sense in which as I'm in the valley, that, that's bringing me back up to the I'm using my hand gestures here. It's bringing me back up to the mountain. And, and really that's Psalm 1. Um what what Josh is is describing is drinking deeply from the Word of God, and Psalm one is about living the ordinary. Yeah, and um, what I we what we want to communicate is we we know this is a real issue. Um, Puritans called it the spiritual desertion. Lloyd Jones calls it spiritual depression. Um, I can't remember the name of the guy that talked about the dark night of the soul. Mm-hmm. Um, so we we do know that these experiences are can be real, that there can be this where we bottom out um, with regard to our spiritual life. And so what we're saying is that at least part of the solution, maybe the, the, the key part of the solution is going back to God's word yeah. and continuing to, to drink from God's word and continuing to pray that the, that the spirit would provide light and life um, from the word to, to sustain you in kind of the doldrums of the, the Christian life. Amen. I actually think there's a pretty good book on this. We're, we're wrapping up now, but Michael Horton wrote a book called Ordinary. Um, kind of in response to the the radical life books that that are out there, it's a really wonderful book because it talks about how to just use the ordinary means of grace in your ordinary life, and it it presents your ordinary life in a glorious way. So maybe maybe check that out, brother. It was great to have you on the broadcast. Good it, to be here it was with you. Great to worship with you. Yeah. Right. We'll see you next time.